See, you might have thought we were gone. You might have thought that we had completely left, but I promise you, we have not. We are still here. Yes, we are, right? Uh, the problem is that some big things have happened uh, since we last met, and we're probably going to have to do some type of update on this in a second, but we want to welcome all of you to our... I, you know what? I don't. I, why was I was about to say some number as to how many times we've had a keep calm uh, and advent on conversation, but truth be told, I have no idea. Uh, this pandemic feels like it's been going on forever, and um, and here we are. So it, it does um, feel anyways. it does feel like something that's been going on for years. To be honest, yes, <laughs> yes, uh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, and you know what, guys? I this it's just crazy. I just keep thinking of how insane this world is because it really is at this moment not only have we been dealing with a pandemic we're dealing with the craziness of elections apparently there's an asteroid on its way to earth okay uh there's like fires all over the place like literally the sky outside my window looks looks like a tint of is, light is, is this was going to be the, the the big bang to the to end 2020 uh yeah well you know look here you know you know what this is what i've, I've thought of I know how much Jason is against cancel culture, but this is the one place where cancel culture totally, totally should be applied to. We need to cancel 2020. There, I said it. <laughs> 2020 needs to be canceled. All right. It's done. This is the only time I'll be on with you on that one. Yeah, I know. Pro probably. I, I realize that. But anyways, um, uh, we, we, we do want to uh, get into this conversation. A couple of things, though, that I think we need to update. And again, we want to welcome everybody that's joining us. Um, I, I'm kind of set up a little weird on my computer today, so I have no idea who is joining us. Oh, here we go. Uh, Jessica, happy Sabbath. Hermana uh, Cristina, happy Sabbath. Feliz Sabado. Uh, I'm, I'm glad that, uh, that she's joining us. And I, I believe that a lot of people are on vacation today, too, because, uh, you know, the holiday. But uh, this is probably like the first time people are daring to leave their homes. So I, I figure we're going to have a, a small intimate group, but we do want you to be part of the conversation. That's very important. Anyways, hey, I mean, uh, so on top of just coming back, um, we also have something special for you guys today. We, we, we have a special guest with us. I don't we know do if, have a special uh, guest. if Pastor Martin wants to wants to wants to come out. I mean, it's someone you guys hey, have seen before, but he's still a special guest to us and a good friend to all of us. <laughs> there he is. Yeah, uh, uh, Martin. How many times have you joined us on these conversations? This is what uh, uh, second time I think. Second time. Yeah. yeah you have yeah. to join. You have to join us four officially before you get a T-shirt. So. Ah, uh, not even. <laughs> 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 like, what? Uh, that's not what you guys told me. Hey, then, 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 then uh, you guys gotta invite me back for, for at least next two. <laughs> there we go. You know what? For sure, for sure. Hey, Martin. Uh, thank you for joining us. Uh, we really yeah, no appreciate it. For we the always enjoy when you are on. Yeah, and um, and I and I think that uh, that you know today's conversation we hope is going to be a blessing, not only for uh, us out here on the West Coast, but hopefully for anybody who's watching out there on the East Coast as well, because we know you're out there in New York. What time is it out in New York right now? It's a uh, seven ten right now. Seven ten. Seven ten. Okay, so the sun has set already out there. I'm assuming. Uh, it's a uh, in about twenty minutes. It's about to set. Okay. It looks dark it. because I have the, like the the shades drawn and stuff. I see. Yeah. I, th I thought it was just like a dark mode. You know how the computers got dark mode now. You just click it. Hey, uh, but but Martin, and you know, I, I don't know how much you've been keeping up, but we took a two week pause here. Uh, so for you know what? Sabbaths, I, I, we have not been on. I did hear that you guys were gonna take a uh, like a bit of a break, but sure. then I forgot. Then I went on, and I was like, "Yo, what's going on? Why are these guys on? <laughs> I wonder I what care. happened." I, I think some people are wondering the same thing, but it's because some big things have happened. 
Okay. And I, you know, I, I, my, my boys right here, we got to We got to get a report from these guys right here real mm. quick because life has changed in the past two weeks. So what's up guys? What's happening? Andrew. Let me just say, uh, I don't know about you guys, but there was a little hiatus. I don't know about you guys, but I feel like I'm, I'm nervous again. Like this is yes. our first time doing it. It felt like it's been so long. I'm like, what, what are we doing? Almost no, out of but, practice, huh? <laughs> there we go. <laughs> exactly. But as of August 21st, I am officially a father. Nice. What a, what a beautiful thing. Hey. I, 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 am now, I am now about to begin the Enoch experience. <laughs> Martin was saying. Martin was saying. <laughs> nice, nice, bro. I will tell you though, for being a um, uh, new father here, uh, you look younger. Is that weird? <laughs> Get out of here with that. I, I already heard. I have, the, I have the black eyes, the wrinkles. Hey, I got, I got, because I make fun of Gio when when this happens. Uh, I, I tell yeah. him, look, even though I'm older, that Gio because he's married and he has two kids technically makes him twice as old as me. Is that true? <laughs> so that means that Andrew and and Mitch are the eldest in this group they, they really are even though technically i think i'm, I'm older than everybody i'm the only one that's not married i'm the youngest yeah i think that's how it works i it was weird because we i was talking to my wife recently and we were just saying how i was like you know you've been in my life for 15 years she's like really that long i'm like yeah 15 years literally uh we're going on a 12 years of marriage we got two kids wow. life just flies by i'm telling you life goes right time doesn't stop and these are awesome moments, though. I will say this. Congratulations, Andrew, uh, yeah. on behalf Congrats, of Keep man. Calm yeah. and Advent Art family. We have a congratulations. Now, now we could really call him uh, uh, Mr. Celis. Yeah. <laughs> we have a congratulations as well from Jesse. So thank you for all the congratulations. Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. Uh, also, I, I would say show, show us the baby, but, you know, I don't think he's ready for Keep Calm Advent on Conversations. Not yet. I, I, I would, too, but he's, he's at your house. Oh, is that? What? <laughs> I've, I've been stuck in this room forever, man. I'm telling you, I, I don't even know what's going on outside these doors. Um, uh, Jason, what's up? Well, uh, um, mm. as of how I'm going to start off like Andrew, as of August 16th, I am engaged. Hey, and I only did it. Even though we talked about it out here for several times, it's it's fine. Hey, but you didn't do it out here, though. I, I did No, it would it would cause her it would cause her a lot of anger. I thought it was gonna be a, I thought it was gonna be a keep calm and marry on. <laughs> no, it, no, it wasn't. I I just want to say I was all for the online streaming proposal. Oh, I know you were. You guys were vocal about it. Yeah, oh yeah, no, I was she like, wasn't. Hey, yeah, but you know you got to do. Hey, congratulations, Jason. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Also, Congrats. also, big big step. Man. So, as you guys can see. Uh, you know, we, we, we share these things, obviously, because we're a family here. Everybody that joins in uh, every every week, we just, you know, we, we, we share in some of these experiences. We see your comments here. And you know what? If you have had a life-changing event in the past two weeks, uh, hopefully a good one, not a bad one, right? But if you've had a, a something to celebrate, let us know in the chat. Let us know. We want to congratulate you as well. Uh, but but honestly, um, it, it, is, uh, it is good news. And uh, congratulations. And you know, all I'm expecting is for Martin to say, oh, yeah, guys, I'm about to be a father. I, that's not happening. <laughs> I'm waiting for that. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. You know, we're on a roll. But, you know, once, you know, obviously, once we announce it to, like, our family and everybody, then I'll come here and be like, look, it's official. You know, sure. uh, we're, we're, we're having a baby or we're adopting whatever it is, you know, whatever the Lord sure. allows us to do. 
Hey, if you do it here first, you get a a free T-shirt. Ah, no, no, no. A free polo. A free polo. Dad, a shirt for the moment, a shirt for the future child. For the baby? It's going to say future guest on Keep Calm Advent on. There you go. There you go. Yeah, we need to we need to start coming out with onesies. Uh, yeah. For, uh, yeah. Oh, by the way, yes, because we have Luz, oh, your, your mom, Andrew, is on and she says first time grandma. So congratulations. Hey, obviously, right. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. So uh, it just just good news. Again, congratulations to everyone. Uh, you know, and Maureen, congratulations for being on our conversation once again. We'll just celebrate that or something. Um, <laughs> I, and unfortunately, we have to make a very quick switch and we're about to jump into our conversation. But uh, in fact, as a transition here. Um, uh, first thing is that we do have a very important announcement and that's that uh, we, we were mentioning this during the week on the Instagram that uh, we are making changes as to how we live stream this because some things are happening where it's going to enter into conflict uh, uh, of scheduling stuff like that. Oh yeah. I have something to celebrate guys. I'm going back to school. Uh, oh I, yeah. yeah. Doctorate? Doctor? Uh, no, no, I wish. But unfortunately this is a, this is a step for me to head in there. I, uh, currently I have a master's in pastoral ministry, but the idea here is that the conference is, uh, is encouraging me to go and get a master's in divinity equivalent. Right. Mm. And so, so the opportunity has opened itself. The door has opened itself. And so, you know, school is on the horizon. Like this is this, I'm, I'm going back and I'm a little nervous, but, um, a lot of changes are happening. Churches are starting to open up as well. You know, um, a lot of different things. And so, uh, we are going to start live streaming, not yet, but very soon. And we'll let you know when that happens on our own YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. so that it doesn't come into any conflict. And we can do this pretty much at any time that we need to do so. Um, but there is one question that we have for all of you, and we just want to make sure that you let us know. And that is, for everybody that's watching us live, um, it, it, let us know how you like this format, you know, where we do have these live conversations. And more importantly, if we were to do this on another day other than Sabbath, what day would work best for you? Let us know. We, we want to have an idea, you know, if we were to do this on a Tuesday night, on a Wednesday night, on a Friday night, whatever it is. But we just want to have an, uh, other options because we are trying to find the best thing for everyone in this case. And obviously we want Andrew to get some sleep because, you know, uh, as, a, as, a, as a new father here. Um, he's going to need it. Yeah, he's going to need it for sure. So let us know, again, if you are, if you are open to any other day of the week. Uh, if you think Sabbath is the only day that works, that's fine. Now, switching to unfortunate news. Um, I have heard of these news very faintly, but in our area, especially my church's area, not too far from there, uh, I understand that a brother uh, from the Moreno Valley Church mm -hmm. uh, recently passed away. Actually, not, not even recently. Like this was this just happened in a very tragic accident, um, uh, car accident, and and has passed away. And so, uh, Jason, um, Martin, I understand that you you actually know family members of of this of this brother and so we do want to have a word of prayer but i don't know if you guys can share any information on that well yeah um they've the, the family themselves they've they they were specifically um the ricardo himself that's the name of the gentleman he was a good family friend to my parents um first and foremost like that's that's how i knew their kids and whatnot and it was just very sad there's a lot of things going on the pandemic and all that stuff it's sad that it was actually a really bad accident. It happened on Thursday. Um, so um, uh, I don't know. I don't know exactly if they're going to, how they're going to proceed with, with how they're going to have things running for the funeral, if there's going to be a GoFundMe or anything. But if there is, just in case there is, guys, 
I will be posting the link on our um, on our social media if you guys are willing to help. But um, if you guys could please pray for the family, it's very tough, um, especially in a situation like that where you, I think it's tough going to recognize the body and then having also like having a closed casket service to me is more difficult than an open casket service. It's tough. So if you guys could please have that family in your prayers, they, they really are in need of it right now. Absolutely. Um, and so we want to pray for them at this moment and, uh, you know, and obviously take advantage and, and pray for the conversation that we're going to have today. And so, um, Martin, is it OK, obviously, as our guest, but, you know, as as the other fellow pastor here, if you can um, uh, lead us in prayer and, and especially play, pray for the the Rodriguez family, if I'm not mistaken. Right. I believe that's the that's the last name. Um, and so, uh, you know, tough, tough times. These are these are really tough times that that a lot of people are dealing with. Yeah, yeah, um, it's Barheads. Dear Heavenly and Gracious Lord, um, this moment, Father, uh, we come before you with two reasons. Number one, Lord, uh, we uplift the Rodriguez family, Lord. This family is in pain right now. This family is hurting because of the passing of, of their loved one, Father. Um, we, in our in our feeble minds, Lord, uh, uh, try to help in what, whatever ba- whatever way we can, Lord, but Lord, you know we always fall short, Lord, to to be able to um, deal with the suffering that a loved one or a friend is is going through, Lord. Um, and we bring this family to you, Lord, and everybody else that was affected. Uh, you know the other extended family, uh, uh, church family as well, Father, um, that were close to the Rodriguez family, Lord. We we pray, Father, that uh, you may surround them with your love, that you may surround them with with your peace, Lord. Um, that they will see their loved one again, Lord. Um, we are promised in your word, Lord, that those who who cry and mourn, they will be comforted by your spirit. They will be comforted by you, Lord. And, and we, we desire this for this family. We desire this for, for everyone that, that knew uh, our brother Rodriguez that, that passed away, Lord. And we pray, Father, that as they mourn, that you are the one that's in the midst that you are the one that um, helps them heal with time, Lord. We know that time heals all wounds, Lord, but you heal all wounds, Lord. You're the one that gives us peace. You're the one that gives us hope. And you're the one that can give us rest from even our pain. So we lift up the Rodriguez family, Lord. And at the same time, Father, I, I pray for our conversation that we're going to be talking about today. I pray for my brothers here, Jason, Andrew, and Mitch, Lord that your spirit may guide us in this conversation. This conversation could go a uh, hundred different ways, Father, but we refuse to be led by, by what we want to talk about. We want to talk about what you want us to, to, well, to express, to, to give an opinion on, Lord. Guide us by the power of your Holy Spirit. Lord, and, and if we say something that, that can be misinterpreted or, or, or that can be used uh, in, in a way that might hurt someone, please, Father, uh, prevent us from saying that. Forgive, our, forgive us if, if we give way to, to words that, that can hurt, Lord. Help us to remain faithful to the message that you have prepared today. We ask you this in the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you, Martin, for that. And again, our prayers are out with the Rodriguez family and uh, all, obviously all the church members as well who have been affected by this. Um, so, uh, 
uh, tough transitions here, obviously, but uh, but we do have to enter into this topic. Um, and I, I wanted to start off with the question uh, that I don't think you guys are prepared for, but these are the questions I like asking because, uh, you know, just catches you uh, unprepared. Um, but I, I wanted to ask, so as many of you know, our conversation is about anger today. But I'm curious if you guys have ever been angry and maybe more importantly i know all of you have been angry at some point for sure what is your first reaction how how is it that you react when you get angry i i like i know what happens to me physically i'll begin whenever i get angry i start to shake like whenever i'm angry like truly angry I, like i i can feel my hands just starting to and you know and i it's almost like they're trying to clinch Right. And I'm trying to hold them back. And so there's like this weird uh, uh, shaking that comes along me and I, and I got to find a way to calm down. My wife has been excellent with me uh, whenever she has seen me get upset for certain situations. She's like, hey, you got to calm down. Right. Um, hey, I've, so, I've never seen you angry. It reminds nope, me of the whole. I've actually no, never I'm just, seen you I'm angry. I'm just kidding. I, I definitely have. I don't know. Hey, I just want to know what triggers that. Do you have, do, do you guys have something that. Like you would say, oh man, this is what makes me angry, or or what do you guys think? I don't know. I, you know, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead, Martin. Yeah. No, no. Sure. I mean, um, I get, I get quiet. I get quiet, and I, and I, I almost like shut down. Hmm. You know, but like uh, Andrew just asked, what triggers? Big for me because that's um one of the things that I endured growing up was bullies. I don't like people when they bully. You know, uh, joking around is different, but when they start systematically attacking and breaking down the person uh, in, you know, emotionally, whatever, any type of bullying, that's like a pet peeve that that can stir the anger inside of me like quick. Sure. And it's even and it's even double when someone uses God, oh, yeah. God yeah. or the Bible to bully someone else. Yeah. For sure, for sure. Oh, for, Jason. for me, oh, oh yeah, Jason. Andrew, Andrew, yeah, go no, for it. No, no, I was going to say, I don't know how it is for you guys, but anybody that knows me, for some reason, I don't know, something about when people don't let me speak. I don't know, have you guys ever had that? When someone does not, when you're trying to say a point or something and, and someone just does not let you speak, that for some reason just makes me like, I'm like, everybody that knows me is like, I, 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 I think my I know brother knows that. Is, he starts going like this. No, no, not like that. No, I'm not talking about like right here. No, that's not what I'm talking about. Not on the conversation. No, no, I'm kidding. You know, I got, I got about, worried. Yeah, I got worried for a second. I was like, wait a minute. Is he talking about us? No, no, not, not the conversation. <laughs> Is he talking about I'm, keep calm? <laughs> no, 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 You guys know, you guys know what I'm talking about though, right? When yeah, someone doesn't sure. let you, it's just like. It would be funny that he does get angry on this program. And then the first part of the, of, of the program title is keep calm. 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 <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Angry saint. <laughs> yeah, uh, Jason. Jason, what about yourself? Um, at least I, for me, like one of the things that I do, I start clenching my jaw. I get quiet, like Martin says, and I start clenching my jaw. And like most, like at least the people that are really close to me, like, dude, what's wrong? Mm. Like as soon as they like see the little muscle on my jaw, like like pumping, yeah, what's wrong? That that's my thing. And I, um, I would say. One of the things that like really triggers me and it's and it's actually something that's been going on a lot lately has been just like injustice across the board mm. Be it, whatever kind of injustice that is that ever since i was a little kid that's something that's really really infuriated it's really that's something that's always gotten me mad when i've seen people treated unjustly be it 
at the store, be it wherever it may be. That's that's something that's always that's always gotten to me. And I and I think at at the heart of our conversation is the issue of injustice today, right? And I think I think we're gonna try to start jumping into that. So here's a question, right? So we've all felt angry. I think everybody that's watching us as well has felt angry. Um, the the question that oftentimes gets muddied, if I could put it that way, right? Or at least the answer when we try to uh, get get a clear answer from this is is feeling anger a sin. Or, or maybe Ooh, sin is even a strong you're, you're word. Space, you're starting yeah. out right there, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I, maybe maybe even that's a strong word. I would even say is feeling anger wrong. Okay, is feeling anger wrong? And and obviously you guys know what we do that's, here. That's Everybody that's question. watching us, we're, we're trying to. It is. It is. And, and we're trying to come at this from a biblical perspective. We could give you our ideas, but that's not really what we want to do. Uh, we want to talk from what we see from scripture. But I, I throw this, and obviously we have Martin here because he always has the answers, and this is, the, this is where we're going to begin. Uh, also, uh, just, I heard just, a little just, birdie just... told me this was his favorite subject, too. Yes, yes. <laughs> I, honestly, it, it is uh, because uh, um, yeah. growing up, I had a lot of anger issues. Yeah. I at one point, um, and this is a really embarrassing story, at my church, uh, before I went, you know, before I went to, the, uh, to study theology, um, I met I met several people from different churches, and one of them, and I will never forget this, and that that's when a change started to happen. I really started to pray about that. Um, when they introduced me to this individual, the person turned around and is like, "Oh, so you're the angry person that they talk about?" Oh, tanto eso, imagínense. Wow. So I, I say it, I say it, uh, you know, obviously joking. You know, that's my favorite subject, but it it, it hit close to home. Mm. You know. Um, uh, I personally, and, and, you know, I guess as we go into the conversation, I don't think anger is an, is a, is a sin. It's what you do with that anger, mm -hmm. how you react when you are filled with that anger, you know, um, because I think we have enough, enough cases in, in scripture of what to do the right, right thing to do with anger and the wrong thing to do with anger. Okay. Okay. That, 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 that's good. That's good. I, I'm, I'm, I, I'm going to throw something at you guys in a second. But I just want to hear what all of you are going to say. Um, but 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 first, is is anger wrong? Is anger a sin? I don't think so. I really don't think so. You don't. You just don't think so. Give me something more than that, bro. <laughs> bro like I mean, I don't. I, I I honestly don't think so. Like if anything, like sometimes anger is what causes certain things to start. It's what causes causes certain reactions to happen. Like. Like one of the ones that I was saying, someone getting treated treated unjustly, like that angers me seeing that. So I'm gonna go and help the individual. If maybe something that maybe if I, that didn't get me angry, if it didn't cause some type of emotion in me, I just wouldn't care and I wouldn't go help. But like you, but like you guys were saying, it does matter, or specifically Martin, like it does matter what you do with that anger, how you react towards it. Like that that's really that's really that's really what it is. I honestly don't think it's a sin to be angry. Okay. But if you stay angry. That's where you yourself can mm. cause an injustice instead of okay. creating justice. Okay. 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 Well, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at Andrew and Andrew yeah, is like holding himself back from uh, saying more. Yeah. He's not, he's not doing this yet, but, but no. you can tell like he's but looking at you, it like, but like, are you angry, bro? But are you angry? Bro? <laughs> no, all right. Hey, if, if I'm angry with this smile, there's something, something wrong with me. <laughs> so what's up, Andrew? What, what oh, say you? Man. I, I, I have a lot to say here. And you know what? I was up all night last night 
going Angry. back and forth. Yeah, right. <laughs> the going back and forth with this issue is anger a sin, and I agree with um, with uh, what um, Martin was saying here. But I do believe that sin is that sin. I mean, that anger can be a sin, but I believe we have to. Um, how would you say? It? Put it into two categories, hmm. if I if I, if I may. And, uh, and and I want to give you guys some verses, right? And the first one that, that came to my mind, right, is uh, Matthew 5, 21, when, uh, when Jesus is speaking on this, right? And he says, uh, in Matthew 5, 21 through 22, it says, You have heard that it was said to those of old, You shall not murder, and whoever murders will be in danger of the judgment. But I say to you that whoever is angry with his brother without a cause shall be in danger of the judgment. And whoever says to his brother, Raka, shall be in danger of the council. But whoever says, you fool, shall be in danger of hellfire. Now, I started looking into this text, right? Because we see that statement right there. It says, um, but I say to you that whoever is angry with his brother without a cause shall be in danger of the judgment. So it's, it's hard uh, getting... This is, this is uh, Matthew what? Uh, 521. 521, okay. So this started getting me, yeah. me, me thinking. I was like, okay, so if I have a cause... If I have a reason, does that mean that I can be angry at my brother, right? I started, I started thinking through all this, right? And I looked at a couple of different versions, right? I looked at the, the King James and the New King James, right? Which is a word-for-word -word translation. And, and it uses this, ter, uh, this, uh, this phrase here, without a cause. And I looked at the ESV, right? Which is a modern-day word-for-word uh, uh, with a, a lot more of the Greek text. And it actually does not have that phrase, without a cause, right? And I actually looked into this a little bit more. It says that, uh, the textual evidence actually favors the omission of this phrase or the, the extraction of this phrase. So this phrase would not be there. Textual evidence says that without a cause shouldn't be there from, from favorably, right? So it would more read, but I say to you that whoever is angry with his brother shall be in danger of judgment. So we exclude that uh, without a cause, right? Just for, for the sake of these, this argument, right? And I think that that this statement where he says, but I say to you that whoever is angry with his brother is huge to what, well, to the points that I want to get to next, right? Uh, and, and I kind of looked up the term raka, which says probably a transliteration of the Aramaic, meaning good for nothing. Uh, I don't know if I can say this word stupid. Uh, it is an expression of strong contempt, right? Uh, and it says <laughs> against bro, hate. Bro, yeah. let me interrupt you real quick because I'm All looking right. at different translations and the NLT says if you are angry with someone you are subject to judgment if you call someone an idiot which one's worse here okay that's <laughs> literally an nlt version okay the new living translation says idiot you're fine with stupid go ahead all right i just wanted to make sure uh so so i i looked at this and, and i was thinking okay rocker right and it says um the, the interesting part about this entire chapter right is after this happens, if you continue to read on the chapter, uh, 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 Jesus talks about uh, reconciling to your brother, right? Mm -hmm. Before you're at, you come to the altar, you leave your gift where you're at and reconcile your, uh, to your brother, lest he take mm -hmm. you to court and, and do all these things, right? Th this process of reconciliation, right? It says, but uh, as I continue with this thought, you know, I started to think to myself, right? What is the greatest commandment, the greatest thing about God's character, right, that we know? You know, love the Lord your God with all your heart and love your neighbor as yourself, right? And it seemed to me that the thought of love and anger, there seems to be a clash, right? 
there seem if we think of just I don't want us to get too deep because I I want to kind of compartmentalize these two things right it seems like they they're they're two separate things right but the the interesting to, thing to me is that if you look at that uh, the statement raka right it's almost a statement of a uh, of a uh, judgment and when it says but, but whoever says you fool shall be in danger of hellfire right so if you call uh, t- tell a brother raka you should be in danger of the council right you'll be brought before the pharisees you'll be brought before the council but if you say you fool you shall be in danger of hellfire i also looked up the term term fool i, I don't have the, the the translation here but it was saying that it was more a term of of, of maliciousness a term of condemnation right now, of course, we're going to be brought into judgment for both of these uh, uh, statements, whatever we say. But I think that it's interesting the uh, when we look at the two, you know, one is a statement of judgment and one is a statement of condemnation. But I think the the, the thing that we have to take in, uh, that I want to point out is this statement where it says he who whoever is angry with his brother. Right. I think there's two types of anger. There's an anger where you're angry at someone and then there's an anger an anger where we're anger angry about a sin and i think that when we are angry with a brother that's where it can become a sin but i think that there are definitely places in the bible where it's where there is a how would you say a righteous anger where there's anger against sin place for anger yes place for anger okay okay so um I'll give you guys my answer to this. I, I, I don't think uh, being angry is a sin because Ephesians 4.26, which I know is a text that you guys know, uh, literally the text says, be angry and do not sin. So hmm. there is a distinction there, okay? But I would say this. I think the reason why, and, and Andrew, I, I, I think I'm picking up on what you're trying to say. But I think the reason why we see that there is some interesting clash between love and anger is because I don't think anger is something that exists without sin. So you think of God for a second, right? And I know we'll we'll talk a little bit about, about divine anger or divine wrath or righteous anger. But you think about God. Would God feel angry if there was no sin? I mean, what we know of God, what is it that makes God angry? And now I'm thinking way beyond even humans exist. In fact, maybe let's bring it to the moment where humans exist. Was there a cause for anger in Adam and Eve before sin? They, I don't, I don't, I don't even see, get a thorn in their foot. I don't see how you can logically um, say that there wasn't anything at all that would have made them angry. And, and in fact, I've been making emphasis on this, but Eden... Uh, comes from a, uh, or they believe it comes from a Hebrew word that literally means pleasure or delight. Okay. So this was the place of, of pleasure and delight. It was not the place of anger. So I think that the moment that sin enters, now anger becomes an actual emotion that we have to deal with. Um, the moment that there is such, we have to make a distinction between right and wrong and wrong is happening. Now anger becomes a problem, right? Um, this is the same thing with God. I don't, would God get angry at, at his children if they're doing what's right? The answer is no. Where in the Bible do we see that? God's anger was always manifest when there was something wrong going on. So sin muddies this issue, right? Anger is a human emotion. It is an emotion that we feel. 
The problem is it can lead to sin in and of itself. I don't think it is sin, but it can easily. I would even add that that description to it. I think easily it can lead us to sin, depending on what we do. Mm-hmm. By the way, the reconciliation that you were talking about, Andrew, Matthew chapter five, right? Literally, he says, if your brother has something against you, go to him, leave whatever your offering was going to be at the altar and go, which, which tells you that Jesus says, when you feel that, you haven't yet committed that one thing that you're going to be guilty of. What you do next matters. And you feel something against that person, that person feels something against you, go fix it. Go fix it. Which means we're still okay, even if we feel anger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I want to push back on that a little bit. Um, right. You're saying that uh, Ephesians 4.26 says, be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath, right? And uh, I'll actually look that verse up because that's the one I was kind of going back and forth with because it does say be angry and do not sin and do not let the sun go down on your wrath. But if you keep reading, it says, nor give place to the devil, right? So there is something about being angry that will give place to the devil. As a matter of fact, if you guys remember uh, what uh, Genesis 4, 6 through 7 says, right? So the Lord said to Cain, why are you angry? And why has your countenance fallen? If you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin lies at your door and it is, and its desire is for you, but you should, you should rule over it. But, so there is a place Andrew, of anger. Andrew. Yes. yes. No, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Finish, finish There's that a, finish a, that a, yeah. a place that anger can allow, can give place to Satan. There's a place where anger can allow sin to wait at your door and i actually looked up uh, uh this this uh this verse ephesians 4 26 it's actually paul quoting from psalms this verse in psalms is it found in psalms 4 4 through 5 and it says be angry and do not sin meditate within your heart on your bed and be still uh, offer the sacrifices of righteousness and put your trust in the lord Right. And I was kind of looking into this because this is kind of what I was going back and forth with. Right. And one of the commentaries I, I, well, I was reading was saying that and, and it makes sense. Paul is not saying to be angry. Right. But he's he's trying to give a state of mind where it says at the at the next phrase where it says meditate within your heart on your bed and be still. Right. When this this anger comes over, meditate within your heart. Right. Pray about it. Be still. Don't allow this, like uh, in the last verse, this uh, uh, anger to rule over you, right? Instead, put your trust in the Lord, right? And we know that Paul uh, does not, uh, uh, how would you say it, uh, uh, want us to be angry because uh, in in that same verse, Ephesians 4.31, he says, let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice and be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God Christ had forgiven you so it's not like paul is saying be angry because in that same chapter he's saying put away that wrath put away that anger right and i think and where paul is quoting that uh, uh that from right ephesians uh four uh he's actually quoting from psalms four four through five which i think if we read it in context it's just saying don't allow that anger you know uh, uh to take over you i guess Martin, I know you wanted to say something. I saw you. Raise yeah. Your hand. Um, well, there's a uh, there's two things. Uh, listening to to Andrew, which I think he made uh, really valid points. Uh, mm-hmm. Proverbs sixteen thirty two says, "He that is slow that is slow to anger is better than a mighty than than the mighty, and he that ruleth ruleth his spirit than he that has taken a city." Um, 
That reminds me of, um, um, well, I wanted to ask a question uh, now that, that I read that verse. Why do we get angry? You guys ever thought about that? Why do yeah. we get angry? It's, it's, I, I think it's a good question, yeah. Um, I've, uh, uh, I don't know if you ever looked into it. I, I read a book, and this is something that I, I shared on, on two occasions at the university and also here, one of my churches. We, deal, we dealt with, um, there's a book called Enemies of the Heart. And in this book, it gives you four emotions, four emotions that that cripple or or that are found in every single human conflict. And let me just share this with you quickly. You have guilt, you have anger, you have greed, and you have jealousy. You know, those four emotions, they always wiggle, according to this author, this Christian author, they wiggle their way into any type of human conflict, but anger Anger, what he summarizes is that anger is, is, uh, um, it's, you can, you can bring anger to its source when you think that someone owes you something. So because that person owes you something, you act in anger, right? Um, you know, uh, um, this, this reminds me of, of several instances where never I would get angry. You know, I felt like I was owed something. I felt that, you know, whatever I didn't receive, uh, it wasn't, it wasn't good enough. And you, and, and it could be from someone, something, a position, whatever, whatever stirred up my anger. Right. I felt like, you know what you owe me and I'm going to retaliate. Think, think about why people get angry. Now they feel like something is owed to them. Think about why you've gotten angry before. If if you if you go back to its its most basic uh, um, thought is because someone owes you something, and and I think I think in 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 the instance of where if we can examine or or we can see that in right in our anger, we can we can begin to deal with our anger when we realize that maybe that what we think that someone owes us doesn't necessarily uh, will, will, uh, will make us happy. You know, that's why in the text, when, when he says, he that is slow to anger, you know, because most people get angry and they get angry like this, right? right? And I think that's where Andrew's point goes in, when, where, where you give away to Satan when you get angry like this. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, the verse, which was the verse that, that, uh, that, you, that you mentioned, uh, Andrew, that, that talked about to go and meditate? Yes, it I'm says, uh, be angry and do not sin. Meditate within your heart on your bed and be still. Offer the sacrifices of righteousness and put your trust in the Lord. So there are two, there are two things in that verse that caught my attention immediately when he, when he mentioned it. To be still and meditate. You know what that reminds me? When a person is, de is having anger issues, what is it that they tell you? Hey, bro, take a breath, take count to breath. five, <laughs> and calm down, Right? Because we have to, uh, uh, again, it's, it's, I don't think the issue is getting angry. It's how quickly you get angry and God, and I'm not sorry, not God, Satan using that, that spark, right? That chispa to, 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 to make his, make, make his way into your anger because God wants you to deal with that anger. He wants you to yeah. be slow to that anger yeah. because yeah. he wants to teach you how, how, you know, how he deals with anger because God is slow to anger. God is yeah. patient. 
Yes. But, Everybody but, wants but me, to go who, in, in yeah. order because I already went. So let who's me, going? No, no, but let me, but let, but let me say that nothing of what we read in scripture still says that anger is a sin in and of itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. I, I keep hearing, and this is the same thing I heard from Andrew, right? Both texts, there is no way around it. Both texts tell you, whether it's Psalms 4 or Ephesians 4, tell you, be angry and do not sin, which means that both things can be equally true. We can be angry and not sin at the same time. Now, not all anger is allowed before God. I don't believe all anger is allowed before God. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, if if it is a if it is a justified anger, because we might as well ask this question now. We know that God gets angry. We know that scripture talks about that. We know our all-time favorite example is that Jesus got angry. And in fact, if you look at the words in the Greek, it's the exact same word. Okay? The exact same word. Jesus gets angry at the temple. But, hear me out. Did he sin? Mm. You can unequivocally say that he got angry and did not sin. Therefore, anger in and of itself doesn't necessarily equate sin. I think what we're saying here is that anger can open the door to sin. Hey, but for the record, so can pleasure. Mm. Can, I, can, I, can I rebuttal to okay. this, please? I really want to rebuttal to this because... Wait, I, to I, which, I, which part? Uh, to to everything know, you say. So much. Yeah, to everything <laughs> you're saying. Because uh, you're saying that the Bible doesn't say that the anger is sin. And I, and, I, and I went back and forth with this. But when Jesus makes the statement that he who, when he makes a statement of, he's, he's talking about the Ten Commandments, murder being a sin. And he's making almost like an equality statement to sure, anger. Sure. You know what I'm sure, saying? Sure. And obviously not all anger is, is equal to that. That's why I'm saying, obviously, that's why I wanted to uh, put into two sections, right? The righteous anger and then the human anger. I think that when it comes to anything that is not righteous anger, to me, what I see, especially when Jesus equates the two, right? If murder is gonna is a sin and is in the in the commandments, and he's equating that anger to sin. No, no, but hold on, but hold on. But it's not though, but it's not equated one on one. Because if that was the case, if you committed murder, you're guilty of that murder and you are yes. now falling into judgment. But if yes. you get angry, the same text gives you the opportunity to fix that anger. Therefore, that murder has not that it has not equated to the act of murder. What so, he's saying, but, if you are angry, if you are angry, and and so you murder have doesn't start in brother, the heart. What was that? Murder doesn't start in the heart. No, any any sin begins in the heart. Exactly. That's not a problem. And in fact, temptations in and of themselves, uh, the Bible and, says, and can, that I, literally I, those come those come from our very own heart. Temptations let me, let me, come from our this, heart. Here's the thing. Though, here's the thing. Thought. I think it's uh, I think it's really important that we that we like really like make 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 it like noticeable. What Martin was saying earlier on the text that he read, how it's important to see how fast you are to anger, how slow you are to anger. That's what I think is really important because if sure. we spark like this, how Mitch is saying, that's that to me is someone that's blinded by anger. That's what yeah. opens that door. That's because when, when you when and, you get and, angry like that, like this, you don't think what you're doing. You're just thinking in your anger. So you could sure. hurt somebody, you could sure. you could cause some damage, whatever it is in that anger. But if you're slow to anger, you're thinking things through. Even though you are getting angry, you're thinking things through. You're not letting your emotions take over you. 
And there's something Martin was going to say something. Well, I, I, I just want to share, t- uh, well, if, if we look in the book of Proverbs, Proverbs says a lot about anger, yeah, but, but it anger. says, it says a lot on how to deal with anger and how sure. to stay away from people sure. Sure. that sure. can stir up the anger. For example, sure. Proverbs 29, 11, fools give vent to their rage, but the wise bring a calm in the end. Uh, a, a gentle answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up the anger. And this is, this is my, this is one of my favorite one. I'll, I'll save the next one for when we talk about other stuff about anger. This one, this one's Proverbs 15, 18. It says a hot tempered person stirs up conflict, but one who is patient calms a quarrel. You can be angry and be patient. I've seen that happen. Yes. You know, so, so the Bible is wise that, that there is a place for anger. You know, uh, there, there's a, there, there's, there's an anger that, that, that almost stirs up, but we gotta, we gotta ask ourselves who, what is controlling our anger or what is fueling our anger, which I think is very important for us, for us to, to be able to, to share with those, those that are listening. And I know Andrew's been like, Hey, if we don't if we don't let him talk, he's gonna get angry. Remember what he no, said? No, no. Okay, was... <laughs> hey, you said you said. Yeah, no, I, no, <laughs> no. I really wanted to say this because, look, I understand what you guys are saying, and I agree a hundred percent with you guys. And I'm just saying this for the sake of, I want us to think, because because I've been thinking through this even even more to this extent. Because I thought about. When we think about our main example, who is our example that we always point to? Jesus, right? Mm-hmm. When he was getting beaten, when he was getting spit at, right? Was his initial, ang- like, if you think about yourself, if you get smacked, right? Your first reaction is, oh, you're about to rage. Anyone smacks anyone. That's like the greatest disrespect that, that anyone, sure. you're, instant anger. No sure. one is, gets slapped on the face like, who hit me? Could it be mm-hmm. that jesus right if you guys if you guys ever read what ellen white says about him that when he was getting spit at when he was getting uh, uh smacked and doing all these things he actually felt sorry for the people that were doing this because he already knew the future so even in him getting hit in him get taking all this punishment he actually felt sorrow for those people not in anger towards the punishment that was that was that was happening he was to receiving him. so yeah exactly so is it possible that he was so focused, right, on loving others, right? Love the Lord your God with all your heart and love your neighbor as yourself, that he was so invested in other people that when he was taking damage, that when he was doing things that should have made you angry, he was thinking about them. Is right, there, right, a, pl- I, is there yeah. a place where we can come to, right, obviously perfect Jesus, where we can come to a place where we're still thinking about others instead of instant anger? Yes. Okay. But you know what? Let me, let me, let me go ahead and, and say, once again, it's a great example when you put Jesus in the very little that we can say, of course, of course. that I can say, and, no, and no, 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 no. I'm saying, no, no, hold on, hold on. But I'm saying the example that you put Jesus getting spat at Jesus, getting whipped, Jesus, getting beat, Jesus, getting a crown of thorns upon his head. He's bearing all that. Right. And he does not respond back. And yet we know, but because we cannot deny what scripture says, that he goes into the temple and you know what he doesn't do? He doesn't do what he did on the way to the cross. He doesn't, he doesn't do what he did on he the way to the cross. The tables. Right. That's what righteous no, anger. No, no, no. Okay, fine. Then let's go and let's talk about a righteous, what I believe would be a righteous uh, anger example. Okay, here. Let, let me see but what you, see, you guys you think about You see how I made the, the difference though? Hold on. 
No, no, no. But I don't I don't think I don't think the difference isn't so much of anger as the emotion. I think that where that anger comes from is where the difference is at. Right. I think that's that's the distinction you're trying to make here. Let me give you guys this example. You guys remember Moses before he's called into ministry? Mm -hmm. You guys remember what he did, right? Yeah. Okay. When he flees Egypt, why does he flee Egypt? We know that he goes and he kills an Egyptian. Why did he kill an Egyptian? Because he got angry. He got angry. And what was he seeing? What was he seeing in that in in that moment? He was seeing injustice being played out. Was he not? Oh, oh bro, you just gave me a sermon. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So yeah, no, no, I know. I know. And, look, and there are, and there are a lot of ramifications to this. And maybe you guys will take this in and run with it. Here we go. He kills someone because he sees an oppressor beating up on an oppressed. Right. Mm. That's what happens. The Egyptian man dies, and you would say that at that moment that Israelite was liberated from that from that man that was beating on him. Does God not kill a bunch of Egyptians later on? Does he not liberate his people as well? But we would never say that what God did was wrong and what Moses did was right. Correct? We would not say that. So, so again, the emotion is there. Moses grabbed that emotion and he took it to a place that should have never been there. Which, by the way, eventually God clarifies that 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 uh, uh, a judgment and the execution of judgment, vengeance itself belongs to God, to Him alone, not to Moses. Okay, to God, and so uh, perhaps Moses didn't know that. I don't know, but here you have an example, and I think for me, for me, it's a perfect example, especially for what's going on today, because our actions a lot of times today is this is a wrong, and now I'm going to react the anger that I'm feeling, because I would say that his anger was was right. What was going on, there was nothing wrong with what he was feeling. The problem is the actions that that leads you to. And so here lies the problem, right? I don't think anger is necessarily the problem. It could be, but not necessarily. Okay? It's not one, it's not one equals one here. But I do believe that if the anger is righteous, let's just say that, because you know, hey, my wife, I came home, my wife didn't have my tortillas ready, and now I'm going to beat her. Righteous I'm angry anger. That's not, we, would, we would agree 100% that that anger does not come from anything righteous. But let's talk no. about, for example, today, the injustice that's going on. When, when you saw George Floyd and the knee on his, on, his, on his neck, and the people are saying, hey, let him go. He's not breathing. He's not moving. Did that not move you to some emotion near anger? Forget racism for a second. I looked at that and I said, what is wrong with this guy? Disgusting. I almost feel like if I would have been there, I would have had that moment of my of my hands, right? And I would have probably ran towards the cop and then I would have been in bigger problems, right? And then knocked <laughs> them over. I think a lot of people were feeling that at the moment. And yet, and yet, <clears throat> the injustice that's happening today is no excuse for some of the actions that are taking place today, which tells you, that the problem isn't so much the emotion of anger when it comes from the right place. The problem yeah. is how we react to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, I, I, I still would disagree to me. I, I would say there the two angers is one carnal anger and then there's the righteous anger. I, which but I, just, I just said that, disagree. Andrew. I, hold on. But you, I you're going to the emotional. No, 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 no. I just said okay. that because the, the emotion is the emotion. Okay. The question is, where did it come from? If, if you saw someone all of a sudden, trying to kidnap your son, you mean to tell me that you, you wouldn't feel anything? Yeah. Of course you would feel something. That, that's right. right. Yeah. Now, now you all of a sudden feel that, okay? And again, coming from a good place, you feel that. Yeah. Now, what is your reaction? 
And I'm not saying you answer that right now because that's always a tough question. But what I'm saying is it's the reaction. It's the way we solve the problem of anger that I feel is the biggest problematic thing when it comes from a right place, because if it comes from a wrong place, like my cheese, yeah, for example, that, exactly. There's no place yeah, for, yeah, I agree with no place that. For, yeah, that. for sure. Yeah. I, I think an example of that, and I mean, I, I honestly believe all four of us are in sports, right? How many I was, I was, how many arguments have you guys not seen amongst your own friends over sports? And I, I know Martin's laughing because he could, he could go back to that cafeteria in Antillian and remember some incidents. And that's over sports. Something that has nothing to do with your mm. salvation. Yeah. Something yeah. that has yeah. nothing to do with that. That to me, that that to me, be, to me, one of one of those one of those one of those types of anger that Andrew's talking that's about. Right. Something that, that that's to me that's dumb. Like, okay, yeah, I get it. That's your favorite sports team, whatever it may be. But there is no need to to try to try, try to aggravate someone because mm. of a sport. Something that's that, that you're not involved with, and something that that person isn't even involved with either. You guys are watching it happen. You guys aren't doing it yourself. Yeah, we, as we would agree that that's not as yeah. to compare to the George Floyd incident. Like th- th- those are two different areas where anger is coming out of. One is anger for the injustice, and one is anger because your sports team is losing. That that's yeah, which, are, which are like a totally difference. Different complete like complete difference of and that to me would be an example of the 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 types of anger andrew's time trying to like talk about exactly yeah Uh, i actually wanted to to add to that to what we're talking about right Uh, that you use the the um the character of moses which i think is perfect right because uh he has so many ups and downs but we see him at his high high points and his low points right and one of uh i guess you can say his high points right is when he's receiving the commandments of god right and he's up there with God and all of a sudden he comes down the mountain right and he sees everything that's going on with the people the golden calf right and it says in Exodus 32 19 he says so it was as soon as he came near the camp that he saw the calf and dancing so Moses anger became hot and he cast the tablets out of his hands and broke them at the foot of the mountain now I would say that to me is a righteous anger right because he is angry about the sin that is going on there the sin that they are committing right uh if we remember the verse that uh uh, where jesus is saying do not be angry with your brother right this is why i wanted to make this point because right here at this point moses is angry at a sin but then if we fast forward right when uh they're uh they're um in the wilderness and all of a sudden Mm. god tells him to speak to the rock right Mm. and then when he, he hits it twice right it's almost like he's not angry at the at the sin. He's angry at the people, at their whining, like if it was the murmuring was at him. So all of a sudden, we see the two distinctions. There is an anger where he is angry at his brother, just like Jesus says in Matthew 5. And then there's an anger, a righteous anger, where he's angry at the sin, right? Hold and on, hold on, hold on. Andrew, Andrew, yes. Andrew, hold on, though. But wouldn't you say that both of those angers were righteous? I would say that one was right and one was wrong. See, I, th- I think both of them were fine. I don't think they have a problem with it with the anger. Where God actually says you did something wrong is that I told you to do one thing, but you did another. Sure. Mm. But I, I think it was the fact that he God he thought they were murmuring at him. So he got frustrated with them. And and and, 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 and fair enough. I, I, fair enough. You know what I'm saying? Fair enough. But but he went to God. That's the thing. I'm looking sure. at it. Numbers sure. chapter 20. He went to God. And eventually God tells him, hey, you're not going to enter into the promised land, not because you got angry, but because I told you to speak to the rock and you did it, which means that 
it, whenever we feel the reaction of anger, at least this is what I pick up, whenever we feel the, the, the emotion uh, of, of anger, you either react the way God wants you to react or you don't. We talked mm -hmm. about being slow. You talked about being patient. We talked about forgiving your brother, seeking him out. Those are the things that God wants us to do. Sure. You know what God doesn't want us to do? To go topple down statues and start burning buildings down and start burning precincts down and start mm. vandalizing. I don't, I don't see anywhere in scripture whatsoever that tell, I'm sorry, I, I went to a place. Hey, wait, I wait, Jesus, no, no, I, I and, just flip tables. And, and I, uh, I see, but we got to be careful there because I think, I think there, I, there with the flipping, with the flipping tables, it goes honestly with what Andrew was talking about. And this is where I, I, I go with what Mitch said, that both instances are an example of what God wants you to do with your anger and what comes out of you as a result of your anger. You have the anger on both instances. And, and, and again, it goes back to, are you either quick tempered or slow to anger? Mm. If Moses would have been slow to anger, he could have still been angry and he could have kept his cool angry. Oh, it, it almost not, seems like a contradiction. He could have been angry, but still cool enough to speak to the rock. Just the mm -hmm. same way if I, as I, I see it as a different. When Moses saw the people, right, he had just received the commandments. He, he, he brought them down. He was going to present them to the people. He had this moment with God, right? God wrote the, 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 the tablets. And now he sees a disrespect that these people not had given mm -hmm. to him, but they were giving to God. The same way God also felt disrespected at the fact that Moses was angry but disobeyed an order that was given by God. Mm -hmm. And in the instance of when Jesus toppled the tables, and, th and this is where, again, what you do with that anger. Mm -hmm. Jesus was angry because of what? Was he angry because of the, the, the poor that were, that, that were being, that were being uh, uh, um, robbed by, by those who knew better, right? Mm -hmm. the, the, was, he, was he angry because of the, of the, of the money exchanged there or be, because his house, as a result of everything that was happening there, was being disrespect, disrespected to a point that that anger, and he had the authority, because that's also something that we, we must forget. Jesus had all the authority to topple the tables, to topple the tables because of what was happening in his house. And, and to be honest, here's the thing, though. Any, anybody else that would have had that anger towards what was going on in that house they would have burned the synagogue bro they would have burned the synagogue exactly they would have gone in there and they would have flipped the tables too if they weren't in on it they would have done the same thing but it really it irritates me when people try to get that aspect of jesus and and, and can i and can try I, to tie it with what's going out there right now and, and another thing is could if anybody else but jesus went in there flipping the tables would it have been righteous? Could only you, Jesus yeah. have done that? No, no. Think, think about what? that deeply. I just want—I want to read this quote for you. It says, from, "This is Aristotle here, right?" It says, "Anybody whoa, can become." Whoa, whoa, yeah, yeah. Whoa, Aristotle whoa, here. Whoa. Here we go. It says, <laughs> "Anybody can become angry. That is easy." At this moment, do you guys hear me? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Anybody <laughs> can be become angry. That is easy. But to be angry with the right person and to the right degree and at the right time and for the right purpose and in the right way, that is not within everybody's power and it is not easy. I agree. I would, I would, I'm going to answer your question, though. I think Bro, you that there send could me have that been. Quote. That's a good quote. Yeah. Yeah. Good. I think I think there could have been 
Oh, you know what? If you can put that on the on the chat, that would be a good. Uh, way to I can, show how it do too. you do that? How do you, oh, oh copy and paste. Copy and paste. I'll copy and paste. Yeah, yeah, copy and paste. But anyways, um, I, I want to answer your question as to whether or not anyone other than Jesus could have done it. I think so, but only if they would have been sent by God to do it. You see, when you look at the story of the prophets, yeah, the prophets many times were called to do very similar acts like that. But they were called by God to do them. In other words, God found that this was what was that? Yeah, Elijah. God, God, God found that this was the correct method in dealing with this problem. Now, the cleansing of the temple to me has always been very interesting because the biggest challenge wasn't even the selling, although we know that there was some corruption with that stuff going on back then. But the problem was that where everyone was at was not permitting those who needed to come in to pray to pray. There was no space for them. And essentially what Jesus did was, and notice, if you guys look at your Bibles and you look at the subtitles, I think it's very appropriate because they say that Jesus cleansed the temple. So, so Mitch, I have a question. So are you sure. saying that, that, um, okay, let's just say if the sure. space was created in the temple sure. for both the selling and for the praying, Jesus wouldn't have gotten mad. If there would have been corruption, I think he still would have gotten mad. My, okay. the, the, yeah, the issue, the issue, though, was that if you think about it, in the time of the temple, it was only logical that someone was going to sell what you needed because you couldn't carry it with you from mm -hmm. wherever. So mm -hmm. they had a market going on so that you could have your appropriate gift to the temple or your appropriate sacrifice to the temple <clears throat> or your, 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 your offering to the temple. And then you, you got it there and then you gave it. Like this literally was common practice. There was an issue there, but that's why every single time Jesus comes in and he says, my house is a house of prayer, but you have made it into a den of thieves. Mm -hmm. It wasn't anymore about the prayer. It was now about the market. Mm -hmm. And this is, we go back to this issue, for example, with, with money itself, money in and of itself is not a problem, right? We've said this before. Mm -hmm. We know it's not an issue, but if the church collects an offering, is there something wrong with that? No. If the church is only concerned about collecting offerings, is there a problem with that? Yes. Yes. And so the uh, I, the issue of selling something. Remember, Jesus participated in this and well when he was a kid. Like literally, they went to the to the temple to give that offering. So that wasn't the problem so much as Jesus is saying the temple is being used. The grounds of the temple is being used for wrong things. This is not what it was meant for. Let's create some space. But again, it was righteous. And let me add this other factor in. Jesus knew the hearts and the minds of exactly. every person there, exactly. which is a big problem that we have. Because when we and, get angry and we start judging other people, we don't know. We have no idea what's and, going on. And that's on. exactly why I said, could anybody else have gone in there and flipped the tables? Jesus had the, the, uh, so many more tools available, right? The, the, the foreknowledge, right? Uh, you know, obviously he was partially veiled. But my thing is, Right. He all these other factors. And the question is not that I don't think that someone could have done that and, and it wouldn't have been righteous. My question is, there's so many more questions to think about. Right. Is it to the right degree to the right people? You know, all these questions have to be taken in when we're uh, and, and and, you know, if Jesus did it, it's not just because J Jesus did it. That means I can do it. Is am I in the right place? Spiritually with God, frame of mind, you know, everything, you know, when we're doing these things. And, and I just want to add a, one more quote. And this is where I got this uh, this idea, right? Uh, John Ruskin says, he that would be angry and sin not must not be angry with anything but sin. I, I thought that was an interesting quote. 
That's, that, that's very interesting. For a second there, I thought you were going to quote, quote Plato for a second. I thought no, 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 no. Quote Plato, but <laughs> it didn't happen. I just, I just thought we were going in that direction. Look, well, let me let me kind of uh, switch this. What about divine wrath? Hmm. Because I think I think we're there, right? We're looking at Jesus, and would we say that Jesus manifested divine wrath? Oh, I think so. Mm-hmm. Okay, so so then, how do we explain what God feels as opposed to what we feel? Well, again, it's it's the source of God's anger. What kindles God's anger? When we see examples in Scripture, disobedience, that's uh, breaking of His law, disrespect of His character. Those are those are some to 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 name some reasons why God's anger is kindled, and continual disobedience. Like for an example of uh, of Noah and right before the flood, there was continual evil in the hearts of men. You know, and 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 that I think is it, it's something that that can, we can look on on about what what to use a word a modern word triggers God's anger. You know, um, I, I don't like using that one when it comes to God, but would, sure, would, uh, sure. you know, would would uh, would give way to his uh, his divine the divine wrath. Here, not just that with God's wrath, it's not like he got angry on the spot. He acted on the spot. He gives people a warning. Look, just like you mentioned the story of Noah. Mm-hmm. How many years did Noah not preach? How many prophet pro- prophets did God not send out through the entire history of the Bible? Mm. It's not like God said, oh, you made me angry right now. I'm going to destroy you right now. No, God said, look, what you're doing is causing me to be angry. What you're doing is wrong. Here, this is what's right. It's not like he does it like humans. A human will get mad on the spot. He'll go and punch somebody out. You know, God, out of his love, even though he's angry, but he's patient, he still goes out and tries to reach out to you, even in his anger. Yeah, he, he, okay. So God gives notice. Exactly. God gives notice as in, you know, this is causing my anger, you know, or, or the prophet says, you know, we read and the and the wrath of God was kindled against so and so, you know, mm-hmm. and then he says, you know, my wrath. And we still I think we, we I mean, God, Jesus and even, for example, uh, um, when Jesus dealt with the disciples that wanted to send hellfire uh mm-hmm. to to that to that town that had rejected them. Mm-hmm. Right. That was an instant right. response from the disciples but right. not from Jesus. God right. gives us the example of what it means to be slow to anger. Another example, the story of Jonah. Mm-hmm. I think jo- Jonah and Nineveh, I think that to me is such a great example. He told them, go tell them I'm going to destroy them. Um, he goes, tells them, they all repent. God's anger dies down. God's anger subsides. Mm-hmm. Now we have Jonah getting angry because a plant died. It, it just shows how fallible humans are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I actually wanted to go back to the verse that we, we've been talking about where it says, be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath, nor mm-hmm. give place to the devil. Uh, uh, you know, quotation marks on the your wrath, right? I think that that's huge. When we're talking about anger and is, it ter- is this anger, where is this anger coming from? And is it turning into your wrath? Right. As opposed to God's wrath. Right. And it becomes uh, James, more about you than about God. Exactly. <laughs> James 119 says, so then, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath, for the wrath of man does not produce the righteousness of God. Hmm. Yeah, I, but I, I think there's a call in the New Testament, though, for a culture change. 
within the church, right? Um, this is what Jesus says when he says, you have heard an eye for an eye. Now, I, what I think Jesus was trying to do is he's, he's saying, and, he, and, he, and he's looking at what he is trying to establish as a church, the apostles, what they're inspired to say by the Holy Spirit. And the idea is this, hey, there should be no anger between you. And the reason why there should be no anger between you is because this is how you behave among yourselves, right? Mm. That doesn't mean that something won't go wrong. It will. I, I, I like the example, we did a kid's story about this too, um, where Paul is going with Silas to the prayer meetings. I saw this and that demon-possessed woman keeps coming out and saying, you know, these are the men of the Most High, right? And, and they're preaching the gospel, listen to them, whatever. And you could tell the Bible is trying to describe the fact that Paul was patient and he was there, <laughs> he was calm, he was letting it be. It's like, you know what? I'm sure he's thinking in his mind, you know what, Lord? Just no wrath, no, no anger, nothing like that. And the Bible says that one day he got frustrated <laughs> and he turns around, right? Oh, and you think he did it with a smile? You think he did it nice and calm and everything? No, right? He turns around and he, and he just <laughs> yells at the demon enough at that enough. moment. Now, yeah, enough is enough, right? I think there are moments where we have to say enough is enough. I, I think so. Mm -hmm. I don't think that simply because we, we know that anger is not the ideal, because I don't think it is, right? But just because we're saying that doesn't mean that you just allow whatever wrongs are being done and just let them keep going and keep going and keep going, right? At some point, if someone is telling lies at church, would you be frustrated if they were saying lies about you at church? I would be. I'd be upset. But eventually you say, you know what? Enough is enough. We got to clear this up. Now, you could go and try to clear it up by punching the person in the face or going all Peter on them and taking out a, you know, your, your, your sword from your sheath and just trying to knock their head off. You could do that, and then God would condemn you for that. Yeah. But there are ways of doing this. Eventually, though, I don't think it's just allow things to just continue and continue and continue. I think eventually you have to say enough is enough, especially if that anger is coming from the right place. I, I think you're absolutely onto something. And I think it's uh, like we've been talking about this whole time. It's how you react to that, right? That, that you say, is, is, are you going to go over there and punch him in the face? Or how, how are you going to do this, right? Because I, I was thinking to myself, is it possible, right, to be uh, uh, righteous in your anger, if we could say that, and be justified in something, but in the same way we cause damage to ourselves and damage to others if there's another avenue that we can take you know because it reminds me of of the story of uh of david right when he comes to abigail you got you guys remember the, that story right sure, where he, sure, he sure. the him and his soldiers are are in bat, uh you know uh, are tired are hungry he sends 10 young men to uh to, to nabal right because uh, he took care of some of his shepherds right and he says he tells the young men to tell uh, uh nabal hey you know uh, we took care of your shepherd. Will you in return give my men some food? They're hungry, you know, and, and Nabal in essence says, you know, who is David, the son of Jesse, that I should recognize him as anyone, right? Why am I going to give you uh, food? So David in an instant says, as soon as he hears that news come back, he gets angry, said, tells all the men, get all your swords. We're going and we're taking this guy out instantly, right? Mm -hmm. Abigail comes, right? She hears news about this. She comes uh, as David's on the way. She, she has this long speech where uh, she ki sure. almost kindles his anger, right? Mm -hmm, and then sure. uh, in, in 1 Samuel 25, 32, he says, uh, Then David said to Ab Abigail, 
Blessed is the Lord of God, the Lord God of Israel, who sent you this day to meet me. And blessed is your advice, and blessed are you, because you have kept me this day from coming to bloodshed and from avenging myself with my mm -hmm. own hand. For indeed, as the Lord God of Israel lives, who has kept me back from hurting you, unless you had hurried and come to meet me, surely the morning by the morning light, no males would have been left by Nabal. Right. So we right. we could have said that if David went to help go kill this this man, he might have been justified, right? Because of what he was doing. We could say he might have been justified, right? But it says, you have kept me from avenging myself, right? He said, uh, the Bible says, uh, 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 it, it is, uh, what does it say? The vengeance is the, is the Lord. Vengeance, vengeance is mine, says the Lord. Yeah, yeah. It's, it is his to avenge, right? And so and, and uh, yet, David, yeah. And yet, Andrew, and Andrew, and yet the most popular movies in the world are titled Avengers. Okay, which, which shows you, which shows you what it is that we love, which shows you what it is that 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 appeals to our lower and base natures. Mm. Okay, there is a reason why we love seeing our superheroes go in and, and and kick butt, right, and just get angry and upset and avenge themselves or avenge their friends. That that's and, something that appeals to us. Yeah, and and I and I and absolutely, and I wanted to continue because, you know. If David would have went and continued and did this slaughter, you know, he might have been justified. Uh, he would have gone about his day, right? We know in the future he wants to build the temple for the Lord, and he is not allowed. He says, your son will build me the temple because of the bloodshed that is on your hands. Now, I say to you, this is things, if he would have, uh, have continued and, and killed Nabal, sure, he might have been justified. But who would have done, who would have taken the damage? Yeah, David I, 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 I don't know. Yeah, but you know I don't think saying? he would have been justified, bro. I honestly, I don't. Okay, I don't think well, he would have been justified. I'm saying, yeah. and that's what I'm saying. But I got, quotes. I got what you're saying. Yeah, you know what I'm yeah. saying. So yeah. this idea, sometimes there's even it could even be a, a righteous outrage, but there's a way that we go around just sure, because, sure. Uh, just because you're right in being angry, you don't go over there and punch someone, right? Even sure, if you're sure. right and it's righteous, right? There's ways about how we deal with these things, and I think that 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 show that uh, that story sh uh, shows it clearly. Martin, what's up? You wanted to say I think, something, yeah. Well, I, I think that going back to a comment that hey, what Andrew said goes hand in hand with what you had mentioned earlier, Mitch. Um, how people respond today with their anger. Mm. The Bible is clear on how we, a child, a, a, a child of God, need to respond when we're angry. Mm. You know, uh, uh, God understands that we are angry, and we have examples of of God dealing with people who were angry. Right. Him going into conversations with them. There are there are two texts that 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 can help if anybody uh, is is confused, right? On on what type of anger we shouldn't have, opposed to the righteous anger that Andrew right. has been calling us to have, right? Uh, um, uh, which I think that's what what you're calling us to have. Uh, Ephesians four thirty one and Colossians three eight. Mm -hmm. Ephesians four thirty one says, "Get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, brawling, and slander." along with every form of malice anger when it's unchecked can lead to every single one of these and this next text says uh colossians 3 8 but now you must also rid yourself of 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 all such things as these anger rage malice slander filthy language from your lips uh and and i mean we we can we can see other 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 examples of 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 where where the, the 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 person that gets angry in this day today, it's an anger that's unchecked. They yeah. claim, and 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 I'll 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 be straight up about it. People claim that their anger 
is justified and in their in in their destruction of both people and property that they are they that they are justified in doing that and in so and and in that in, in that uh in that action they don't see that they're causing damage to other people as well and if they do see that they think it's justified there are so many examples that we see in in, in the culture today in and, and you can see it also over social media, all over Facebook. I mean, all over, uh, name it, even from TikTok yeah. that we see all these examples. Absolutely. But the Martin. Bible is clear. Yeah, yeah. No, no. In fact, let's talk about that. Let, let's let's get into that because at this point, whoever's with us is going to stick with us to the end. And those uh, those who were who were with us and are not with us were not with us. Never mind. Mm -hmm. that. The, anyways. That's, that's <laughs> they're not, they were not from sure. among us? Is that yeah, what I, I didn't want to say that. I didn't want, want to say that. But here we go. Okay. That's what you were going no, to. No, 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 no. But. No, but okay. So let let's get let's get now down to the year 2020 because I think we do need to signal out exactly what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. um, which it, let me say that you're right. Some people will say anger. My my anger is justified, and may, it may very well be. That doesn't mean that your actions are justified. Exactly. Exactly. Well, oh, so here's a, so here's the problem, right? Are there things that go wrong in this world? Absolutely. Are there injustices in the world? Absolutely. But people are beginning to manifest their anger. We are living, by the way, I think that the words of Matthew 24 are, are being fulfilled right in front of us, especially when Jesus says that many will be offended, will betray one another, and will hate one another. Right? That's mm -hmm. Matthew 24.10. I think we're seeing that. Now, let's talk about this because we have maybe like about 20, 25 minutes left, uh, if that. What are the ways that anger is manifested today that don't align with what Scripture tells us? So I would I would just say if you're going to Martin's answer right now, yeah. If you're if you're I, I would just I, I'm just I'm just gonna put a little rule here. I'm gonna put a little rule here. If you answer and say this is a way anger is manifested that's not aligned with scripture, why is it not aligned with scripture? Right? We don't just want to point and single out the the, the way it's manifested. We want to make sure that we understand why it's not acceptable. So but you're not uh, making it easy I mean, for us. I, but look, hey Martin, I just saw you stretch, bro. Like, uh, you know, I, I was, was expecting ready, you to ready for it. all of a sudden, you know. So here we go. Let's go. What what, what do you it, see? It's an issue close to my heart because I've been quiet. I've been very careful uh, in 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 the circles of group that will allow me to speak, or at least to share my opinion. Demonstration of anger that I've seen today is getting into fights with everyone that that does not fit the same mold as you. Mm -hmm. Right. The verse that I just read, Ephesians four thirty one, it it mentions two words: brawling and slander. Mm -hmm. We see that today, people fighting with each other, fighting within their own family, fighting with with their own church folk. Because I've seen it. Uh, we, I mean, let's let's not let's not let's uh, let's 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 go straight to the point. We sure. see it within our own church, sure. Christians fighting with other Christians about when the Bible says brawling and malice get rid of that right mm. slander you know uh, uh, um rage anger unchecked anger this is this is the opposite and they could be justified all their all they want with with the, with the injustice but when we start attacking each other when we let our anger uh completely overwhelm us to the point okay mitch you i i said it was once but i don't think anybody heard me when you said that you get angry you shake right it reminded me of the hulk the Hulk gets overwhelmed with his anger and he becomes the Hulk. Stronger. Right? Right? Uh, um, 
And I think people are acting in that same way now. You know, the not not, you know, putting aside all, all the other films, you know, that 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 promote anger and, and rage and, and vengeance. But the culture itself is promoting a, a culture of, of of vengeance. You don't see it. You don't like it. You act out. No matter the cost. Why? Because yeah. you are justified in the eyes of the culture. And even among our own Christian brothers and sisters, mm -hmm. when the Bible says that we need to be slow to anger, we need to get rid of, of rage. There's a difference between anger and rage that people don't want to talk about. And people mm -hmm. today are not acting out in, they're acting out angry. But in fact, if you really look at, at the way they demonstrated themselves, they're acting out in rageful anger. Almost the yeah. type of like, uh, oh well, since we quoted uh, Marvel movies, a type, a type of berserker rage that Wolverine had, that mm -hmm. he just goes crazy. It's the same thing that we're seeing now, bro. When people, when, when and, and all these videos of people sitting outside and not putting a fist up and then people getting in their face, throwing yeah. stuff at them, breaking, yeah. breaking, breaking windows, this destruction. In all the verses that we've, we just shared, please tell me, Tell me, where have we seen destruction? Even, in, in, even with the example of Jesus turning over the tables. Turning over the tables is different to destroying the temple. For, for sure, for sure. Martin, I want to get in this because, uh, again, yeah, I've, I've sometimes done the same thing as you have. I've, I've been very careful on what I say. Um, but truth be told, and the world we're living in right now is, is brutal. It's, it's, it's just, it's unbelievable to me. Not so much that people could react this way, that Christians, supposed followers of Christ, mm -hmm. would react this way. You guys know what Matthew chapter 5, verse 9 says, blessed are the peacemakers. <laughs> you tell me, you tell me where you see anger today and you see peacemaking at the same time. Where mm -hmm. do you see that? Because it doesn't happen. It's, it's not going on. Check this out. I'm going to give you guys two examples of stuff that I've seen. Number one, in social media. I've been, I always say this to Jason. Uh, and I think I, I mentioned it here before. I always say to Jason, man, Twitter, Twitter is almost the worst place you can be. And I, I don't even know why. Look, I still have Twitter on my phone, okay? It's still on there. And, 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 so, and there are days I'm just thinking, that's it. It's the last day I'm on Twitter because the things people say to each other. No, 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 not the things people. The things Christians say mm -hmm. to each other on Twitter is unbelievable. For whatever reason, somehow we think that, you know, and I'll, I'll use President Trump as an example because, you know, he's sometimes just a punching bag of people, right? But you may not like what he does. I may not like what he does. I may disagree with his policies. I may disagree with his rhetoric. But when has it ever been okay for a Christian to use curse words, to use mm. the, the worst words possible to describe a leader? When? I, I'm and sorry. Still call themselves Christian. Christian. And you know what they'll do? You know, it's really like gotten to me that has really like that has really just blown me away is pastors trying to put other pastors in common day words on blast or pro or trying belittle trying to belittle other pastors on oh, Twitter. And that you know to me, that to me has just like like wow, like how how how, how, how low have we fallen? And, and how far you, know what, you know what they'll they'll do you know it's interesting because as christians you say right how can we post those types of words or those or that language you know they won't they won't post it directly as their posts they'll grab a post 
that someone else is cursing in uh, or someone else is going off on a tangent and they'll post it on on their page as if that is okay because they're not directly saying the the, the bad language or someone else right. you know what i'm saying but they post it so they're in agreement with it so that to me this it is... blows my mind from a, a christian perspective oh okay i can put this on there because it's not me saying it but yeah it's a reflection of how you think right and, this is, and you know this, it's yeah. crazy no, no, it's, it's crazy. And this is, this is my issue, for example. And I'll give you guys an example. Hopefully I won't get in trouble for what I'm about to say. Um, We're already in trouble, all of us. <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, and I'm not, no, I'm not. I, I, when I'm, I think I've said this before already. But you take the protest, for example, and I don't have a problem with anyone protesting. Zero issue with protest. Zero. Mm -hmm. I do have issues with sometimes the message that is given in a protest. When uh, we're holding up signs or we're walking down as a crowd and we're protesting. And at the same time, all we're hearing is F the police. That's not for Christians. It's not, it's not, I'm sorry. And this is, and this is where we go again. You may see injustice. There may be injustice. I would assume that there is uh, abuse of power all over the place. I believe that exists. I believe that is a problem and a consequence of sin. And yet our reactions to these things are totally in line with Satan and the way he does things, mm. not in line with the way Jesus and the way he did things. Um, I, I just, I, I keep thinking, I wanted to just bring one more example, Andrew, I know you're, you're raising, you're raising the, the finger and I know you're ready to jump into this. <laughs> and I have a Don't text that goes with yours. <laughs> oh, <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go for it, go for it. I, okay, I okay, Mark, you're the guest, go. No, no, let, let me be quick. Okay, James, James chapter one, verse 19 and 20. James chapter one, verse 19 and 20. And then, and then that's the, all I'm, all I'm going to say because I think it goes exactly with what you just said that that- Is this a mic drop moment? Uh, no, no, I, th I think this is going to give more highlight to what Mitch just said. It says, my brothers and sisters, take note. Um, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to anger. I'm sorry, slow to become angry because human anger does not produce the righteousness mm -hmm. that God desires. Mm -hmm. And yeah, you termino. Yeah. go ahead, Andrew. Oh, no, I, going along with what you guys were saying, and that's why I think this, this quote that I mentioned was so crucial. It says, he that would be angry and not sin must not be angry with anything but sin, right? And I think this is what, what happens sometimes, like you were saying the quote of people saying, F the police, right? If we are not, if we are angry all of a sudden at the person, at the police, and not angry at the sin, right? We can, we can be angry at a, a moment where a police is doing something right, uh, that, that is not right. And we could be angry and outraged at that, uh, uh, that, that one particular instance. But to say and be angry at the police just because they are police in general, mm. I think that that's where the, the problem lies, right? The same thing where we can, and I'm gonna say this, right? Uh, uh, the white man, if we put it there, right? If we are angry only at the sin, then we're only angry at the maybe the racist remark that certain white person says we're angry at a a, a, a certain uh, uh you know whatever you uh, uh, you want to call it that the white person says but it's the sin that we're angry at but all of a sudden if we're angry at our brother right or we're angry at the person all of a sudden it's every person that's white we have to be angry at them yeah so all of a sudden we're taking away from what the bible says is to be angry at the sin which is righteous anger and we're taking it to the carnal anger which is anger towards the people or towards that person does that make sense yeah i don't know yeah, yeah it, it look it makes sense it makes sense i've been the recipient of that martin you are now in this group unfortunately i remember having a conversation with someone okay, man. 
Uh, yeah, I know. Yeah. I remember having <laughs> I'm a good, I'm a good company, so it's all good. Yeah. Yeah. Here we go. The person said, you know, this is why Seventh-day Adventist pastors are not good for anything. Wow. And I'm like, whoa. I said, but uh, are you including me in that? Oh, no, 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 not you. Not you. That, that's the way the conversation went. Not you. Yeah, but you're, you just grouped a bunch of people together. Exactly. Now, that wouldn't be acceptable. By the way, if we get a, a, a president that steps up and says that all Mexicans are, are, are this and are that, do we not get a rage and say no? There are bad people and there are good people, right? This is what we do. But for whatever reason, whenever we get angry, we become biased. We, 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 we become, uh, we, we lean towards these tendencies that we don't like ourselves uh, that, that are directed towards us. That's why I feel that the golden rule is so important, right? You got to treat others the way that you want to be treated. By the way, it's not the other way around. It's not have others treat you the way that you want to be treated. He's saying you need to treat others the way you would want to. And I, and I don't, look, I keep looking at scripture and I, I mean, is Jesus not the one that says turn the other cheek? Is, is he not the one that says that? He is the one that says that, right? That if your brother sins, sins against you 70 times seven, you would forgive him that many times. Hmm. That if your brother sins against you, seven times in one day and comes to you seven times and says, I'm sorry, you still got to do it. I'm going to tell you, it's hard. I'm not going to lie. As a, as, a, as a pastor, especially with some of the stuff that's being said about me and about my fellow colleagues at this time during the pandemic, it's brutal. It's tough at times. And guess what? Guess what? I know they're feeling angry at times towards me. The funny thing is that when I find out about these things, guess what I start feeling as well? I start feeling anger. And this is why everyone is accountable individually mm -hmm. to this issue, not a group individually. individually. Andrew, you fix your anger. Jason, you fix your anger. Martin, you fix your anger. I fix my anger. We allow God to be uh, indwelling in us. And what happens all of a sudden? We have a beautiful community. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't happen as a, a change in a group. It happens individually, always happens individually, at least based on what Scripture teaches us. That's why you have the text that says, you know, how is it that you're going to point out the, 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 the speak in, in, in someone else's eye when you have the log in yours? Right. So the log. That log, that, that log in our eye, right? It's manipulating our own vision. Mm -hmm. People don't see that, that our own issues are shaping the way we are not, not only just treating people, but treating mm. what's happening with people. Mm. You know, if we don't let God take care of 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 our own issues our own bias our own racism because we do all i think i think all of us at, at, in some instance shape or form has racist uh tendencies hey wait we, we can't be racist because we're not in a position of power though here's look no but it but it need, but it, it there's a reason why it needs that's to be the set. definition by the way yes yes that is that is the new Merriam-Webster de definition of racism. It can, it basically is only from those who have a a uh, uh, position, a position of, power. of power. Okay, here's my issue with this though, and 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 I and I'm going to say this not to get into that conversation, but to show how faulty we are in our thinking. The moment that I start doing that, all I'm doing is putting the errors and the mistakes only on a certain group of people, but never on myself. Mm -hmm. Never on myself. Can't do that. I can't do that. This is the and big God, issue with race. No, 
Yeah, go God, ahead, go God, ahead. God won't know. Uh, saying God won't allow that. Nowhere in Scripture, God holds no. every individual accountable for God their won't. actions. You can't. You can't come to God. Well, well, you know, the devil made me do it. Remember that? <laughs> the devil <laughs> made me do it. That's not going to fly with God. That's so correct. For every Christian that says, "Well, you know, it's this person of power. Is this person here? Is this person here?" God's going to go. What about you? That's right. That's right. And like, I'll deal with them, but what about yeah. you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and this is and I think that's so important because this is where the righteous judgment of God comes in. Okay? Mm-hmm. Because God's judgment is perfectly righteous. And what does that mean? That he's going to go individually to every single one of us and he's going to judge us based on our works and our knowledge and our understanding of him and all these things, but he's going to be perfectly fair in the process. You know why God says that vengeance is mine? Because if we were to take vengeance in our own hands, we would make mistakes. We will be living what we're living now. Right, right. Well, you know what? We are. <laughs> Whereas when God gets that vengeance in his own hands, God doesn't make mistakes. Hmm. I, this, is, this is my theory. I, I, this is a total different Bible study. My argument is that the millennium, okay, what happens in Revelation chapter 20, Bible says that seats or thrones are placed in heaven and, the books, and are. books are open. There is judgment being happened. You know what's happening? I'll tell you what's happening. God made a decision and God says, all right, we are now going to spend a thousand years here so you could look at everything that's happened and test me. Did I not do the right decision or not? Hmm. And God, at the end of that, the, the claim is going to be, this is where Ellen White says that at the very end, every knee will bow. Even Satan will say that your ways were true and we're just. Even Mm -hmm. Satan will recognize that at the end. Now, Mm -hmm. why? Because God doesn't make mistakes in this process, which means that when I'm dealing with all these, this anger, and I think this is where we got to start kind of closing up, when when I get anger directed towards me or injustice that produces anger, eventually, I have to depend on God that Mm -hmm. he will make things right. Mm -hmm. There are things that I can do and I should do, but there are things I cannot do, and I leave those in God's hands must happen okay just we'll go back to the story of david for that look at when saul was chasing david at that point in his life david was solely depending on god when he caught when he caught uh, saul sleeping in that cave out of his anger out of his frustration being chased by king saul he could have easily slit his throat no one would have ever found out it was david accident happened saul's dead but what happens because he's depending on god he's like look I could have had you, but I have God on my side, so I didn't do anything to you. Later on down the road, we see David running to the Philistines because he's not depending on God. He's doing things that he shouldn't be doing because he's not depending on God. And that's this that that really that's something that I love about the Bible and all these characters that it has because it shows you how human they are and how it's extremely relatable to myself. When even though I have anger, sure. if I completely and solely depend on God. My anger, the out, the avenues in which I put out my anger are going to be completely different of what we're seeing right now, what we're seeing on, on, on social media, on the news. It's going to be an anger that, uh, yeah. that's depending on God, that hit my actions are going to still be depending on God, even if I'm mad. That's right. Um, let, me, let me just uh, say this real quick, because I've always thought this is an interesting detail. You guys remember Jesus is about to be uh, crucified, the whole incident with Peter, right, and the sword. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, eventually... Uh, Jesus heals the man and tells Peter to put away his sword. But you guys do know that at the end, in Revelation chapter 19, we see a vision of Jesus on a horse, on a white horse, triumphant. And the Bible says, and I'm going to read this, now out of his mouth 
goes a sharp sword, that with it he should strike the nations, and he himself will rule them with the rod of iron. I rather trust a million times in the sword of Jesus than my own sword. Mm -hmm. I don't want to trust in my mm -hmm. own sword. I want to trust in his sword because I know his sword is going to be right all day long. So with that being said, we need to wrap this up. But here's a question that I have for you guys. This is the last thing that, that I want to see if we can answer. Okay. How should Christians respond when feeling that anger? And we're going to assume here that it is a righteous anger. Let's not talk about, you know, that anger that comes from sin because there is that as well as we have established. We start feeling righteous anger. In other words, there is something wrong in the eyes of God that has happened. How do we respond? And we got maybe like about eight minutes left. Um, okay. Let me see if I, if I, I give, I give you at least my response, uh, might be a little weak, but, uh, Galatians chapter five, Galatians chapter five gives us the, the fruits of the spirit, right? Um, uh, let me see Galatians chapter five verses 22, 23 and 24. Um, I, we must claim the help of the Holy spirit. We need the Holy spirit to tell us to restrain us. That's why when, when, when we have the spirit, right, the, the, the fruits of the spirit, the Bible says the fruits of the spirit are love, joy, peace, long suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance against such there is no law. When we claim the help of the Holy Spirit, we will see those things that go contrary to our nature. Peace, long suffering, gentleness, not only in action, but in our words. In our outbursts, I would even say our outbursts of anger, it would they would be they would be subdued by the Holy Spirit. So when we're angry, we're going to be long suffering. When we speak in anger, we're going to be gentle. When we when when we when we deal with people that have opposing views, we're going to be temperate. You know, or we're going to have uh, uh, um, uh, tolerance. Sorry, tolerance. Tolerance. Yeah. Tolerance. You know, with with one another. You know, um, and and by by submitting ourselves daily to the Holy Spirit, we that that. That is the only way that Christians would be able to, to act in a way that will glorify God and not lead and not let their anger lead them to sin. That's correct. Uh, I love you, Galatians, because then my answer is Ephesians 6. Stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and having showed your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace, above all, taking the shield of faith, which will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. Mm -hmm. If you have God on your side, no matter, like, it's crazy. Like, like, like seeing this, seeing what you said, and then thinking of this text, it made me just realize no matter what comes your way, that's really trying to get you to get, to, to get angry and go out of, out of your, out of, out of your Christianity. That's trying to make you act something like something else. If you have the armor of God, that's not going to happen. It clearly says it right here. And we would have quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one and the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit. You guys know the rest of the text, but it's true. We need the fruits of the spirit, but we also need the armor of God. It's It goes hand in hand. They both go hand in hand. If we don't have that as a Christian, you aren't going to survive what we're going through right now. You really aren't. Yeah, um, I guess uh, my response to all this would would just be going back to that verse that we've been talking about 
uh, that um, in Ephesians 4, where it says, Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath, nor give place to the devil, right? Mm-hmm. Satan wants to use that anger for not a righteous anger, for a different anger, right? It says, nor give place to the devil in this anger, right? And we say, how do we not give place uh, uh, to this anger? And I think Marn put it perfectly, right? Uh, the Bible says, submit yourself, therefore, resist, uh, t- no, submit yourself, therefore, to God, resist the devil, and he will flee. So mm-hmm. the answer right there, nor give place to the devil, right, for your anger. How do we do that? By submitting ourselves to God, resisting the devil, and he shall flee. That's having a connection with God, allowing the Holy Spirit to, to lead us. Because as we know uh, in Scripture, Jesus did not react the same in every situation, right? Mm-hmm. There was uh, it, there was different levels of anger that we see. We see the temple where he's, where he's flipping the table. We see when he speaks to the Pharisees where he calls them, uh, you brood of vipers. Then we see that he speaks uh, uh, to the prostitutes. We see him speak to the drunkards, right? And, and he doesn't use that same anger so or, or that same uh, same tone. I think we have to submit ourselves to God, allow the Holy Spirit to lead us to know in which manner, uh, to which degree, to which person to be able to use that anger and allow it to be a righteous anger, right? In some verses it says, a uh, 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 soft answer turns the way wrath, right? Mm-hmm. But in other places, of course, we see there is a righteous indignation that has to happen, right? So I think it's important that we submit ourselves to God, right, in, in this subject of anger and allow him to allow us to uh, 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 how would you, lead us in, in those anger, uh, uh, angry moments and, and those moments of rage to, uh, to direct our anger and that it may be a righteous and pleasing to him. Amen. Yeah, I know. I, I appreciate all your answers. Uh, I'd, I'll, I'll make at least my answer quick. Uh, this is going to happen at some point. We're going to see something wrong. We are going to feel things. And yet I keep thinking that your example is not any human. It's not Martin Luther King. It's not Gandhi. It's not Malcolm X. It's not and, and any, any rebellious uh, uh, leader in the past, no revolutionary. That's not who your example is. Your, your, your example is Jesus. Mm-hmm. At least as a Christian, that is who we follow. And so we follow his steps in everything that he tells us to do. And, you know, all I know is that Jesus talks about peacemaking. Jesus talks about forgiveness. Jesus talks about loving your neighbor. Jesus talks about loving God just as much as you love your neighbor, right? Uh, Jesus talks uh, uh, about making sure that we're there quick, quick to tell the person you're wrong here, but let's make this right. And I think that if we have a spirit of uplifting others, as opposed to bringing people down, when we feel the anger towards someone that may have done a wrong to you, that that may have even been something that should have not happened. it, It almost seems as if Jesus is always pushing us to build people up and not tear things down. Mm -hmm. And I think that if we keep the mentality of, Hey, I am a builder, not a terror down, right. Or not somebody who breaks things down. I think that goes a long way. And the spirit, as you guys said, right. The fruits, the, the, the armor and, and that righteousness of God living in us, I think we'll see that we will build more. All the while Jesus comes because he's going to put an end to all these things. Amen. So Amen. that that has been our conversation. Look, some of you are still on. Um, 
Uh, yeah, we got a final question in here. Uh, we, we answered it. Armando, Armando we got it, okay? Yeah, you got to go back like an hour, like an hour before, but it's a good question, and I, and I think it's something to go back into that. Um, but, uh, Andrew, you did finish your point, hopefully. Oh, my, Julio my said point? that you never finished your point. Oh, I know, yeah. I, know. I saw that. No, that, was, that was earlier. I, I that saw was earlier. that. I finished Just making sure point. you finished it. Got it. Okay, perfect. No, you didn't. You didn't. Okay. Well, don't get angry because we got to end. So, <laughs> um, I, I want to thank oh, no, everybody no, no. What, for what joining us. What do you say? The, 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 the clenching right here? The, yeah, the, the, the Jason. Yeah. The Jason clenching. Or, oh, the clenching yeah. or, the, or the silence. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, yeah. Don't forget so, the shaking. So, the shaking. No, no, the shaking. My, my shaking. There we go. Um, so, so, we want to thank you for joining us, obviously. Martin, thank you for joining us. Uh, we, we appreciate you being part. You know, we, we, we're almost, almost, almost about to make you part of this family. Uh, but, you know, we still need to figure this out. Let's go, yeah. man. Uh, All right. Hey, you're hearing this, right? I'm down. Jason, Andrew, you guys are hearing this, right? He says he's there down. There we go. So, uh, there we go. Anyways, I like it. here yeah. first. <laughs> for sure. But but uh, we do appreciate it. We always we always enjoy it when you're on. Uh, and, and thank you for bringing in your insight, your experience. Um, and for everybody else who's been watching us, uh, thank you for being with us. Uh, we've been on now for 107 minutes. So, uh, you know, that's that's a long time. But. Uh, we're thankful that you guys did that for my church. We do have Sociedad Jovenes in about 10 minutes. We start. There's another program on the same channel. So we hope you're going to join. Yours truly has the message. All right. And we're, guess what we're going to talk about? We're going to be talking about anger as well. No, I'm kidding. That's not true. <laughs> yeah, we are, we are going to look at something that has to do with God's anger at some point. Um, but anyways, uh, we hope that you guys, again, I think this is our message. Keep calm, right? I mean, literally it goes against this concept of where that anger leads you and we hope that that's where it goes uh anyways we got to wrap it up um uh i think uh martin we'll just give you the you know the uh the honors there to also end in in prayer so you okay leading us? <laughs> appreciate it now that that i'm an official uh member of the keep calm avenue hey, once the shirt comes in once the shirt comes in <laughs> <laughs> so let's pray um father in heaven lord uh thank you because you give us the best example lord uh, um you sent us your son, Jesus, not only to show us how to, to touch people's hearts, Lord, but to deal with the condition of our own. Lord, uh, if we've reacted angrily, said something in anger, provoked other people uh, into, into anger, Lord, please forgive us, Lord. Please forgive us. Uh, we submit ourselves to you. We ask that your Holy Spirit may uh, uh, hold back our anger and teach us how to deal with it in a way that will bring honor and glory to the Father, Lord, uh, um, and 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 Jesus, please continue to show us that we should be looking to no one else. That only to you should anyone that calls themselves a Christian should be looking for looking towards as an example in life, in speech, and in conduct. Uh, thank you because you gave us the opportunity to talk with one another, to share Scripture, Lord, Father. I, I pray, Lord, that if if we um, said something that was incorrect, please forgive us, Lord. Um, teach us more about your will. Teach us more about your character and help us each day to uplift the name of Christ in everything we do. And just like the the, the title of the group says, Lord, help us to keep calm and advent on. We ask you this in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 You know what, uh, Martin, that last phrase right there, man, you're, you're part of the family. It is what it is. Man. <laughs> there's, there's nothing for me to say anymore after you said keep calm and advent on in the prayer. Uh, but no, 
for sure. Everyone, once again, thank you for joining us. Uh, we hope to see you. We will let you know when our next, uh, you'll see it on Instagram. We're going to start posting a little bit more on there so that you know when our next uh, meeting is going to be. But again, let us know. Send us a message on Instagram when you would like us to meet if it is not on a Sabbath because that would help out a lot. With that being said, world's crazy. People are getting angry. And as Martin already said, we know what the message is. Five words. Keep calm and Advent on. God bless. We'll see you guys soon. And we hope you all have a great week and a great Sabbath.